0: Hey everybody, welcome to Decipher the Media. This is episode number 17 and part 2 of my talk with Joe Busey. Um, I'm glad to be back once again uh, with him. uh, Continuing our discussion um, right off of where we left off the last time. So in the last episode we had discussed a lot about his grant and the film that uh, he was working on he had actually just wrapped up filming of child warfare last month um, which is uh, pretty awesome to see i would definitely recommend going to see that film once it's out uh, he it definitely sounds like he put a lot of work into that and uh, and it sounds like such a fantastic um, project um, so definitely uh, give him all your love and support on that Following up on uh, that discussion, um, we kind of got back into a little bit about uh, what uh, what projects he's been working on. Other than that, uh, he actually uh, took one of his other films that he was working on uh, called It's Called Being in Your 20s uh, and uh, turned it into a book. So he was talking about uh, how what it was like to take something that he initially wrote as a script and then... Um, sort of expanding that story through writing it um, into a novel. So it's really interesting to see how uh, he converted um, this project from one medium to the next. Um, Besides that, we also talked about what we've been doing to keep busy during uh, the pandemic, what sort of hobbies he's been doing, um, and uh, what the other projects um he's he's been um sort of thinking about um starting and then we sort of uh, wrap it off just by shooting the shit about um just random films coming out um a couple actually we we touched a lot on like uh some christmasy stuff which is you know uh, i guess appropriate for the season since it's like november now but um really interesting discussion um I mean, it's always a pleasure to, to talk to Joe. Um, and I, I really appreciate, um, him taking the time coming from, you know, from his busy, taking the time out of his busy schedule to stop by and, uh, just talk about whatever. Um, again, uh, I would definitely recommend following him and, uh, his projects that he is working on, including child warfare. Um, I will, uh, link up uh, ways to follow him um on on this podcast um wherever it gets posted without further ado here is decipher the media number 17 with joe busey
1: part 2 enjoy i really want to make a paranormal movie about aliens uh that would be great or, or turn that uh 4chan um story of the guy uh the guy that went through the zombie Prison, turn that into a movie. That would, dude. I read that. It was almost like Overlord in real time. And like, oh yeah, in real time. Forgot
0: that. You, yeah, I just saw
1: Overlord not that long ago. I watched that movie on a plane. Yeah, it was like a seven-year-old sitting right next to me. I felt really bad because it was super gory. it's <laughs> <There's> like <laughs> monsters. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> There's like
1: Nazi zombies. Just that one.
0: I mean, I cringed at that one part where that dude like his went where his neck like went back. Like yeah behind his back and stuff and i was just like
1: oh no yeah i watched that on a plane <laughs> there's a child oh. next to me And like i had my headphones up all the way so that kid heard it <laughs> well,
0: yeah that's i i mean that's kind of how i got introduced to a lot of horror stuff when i, I was like four years old and like my older brothers are like, probably a little bit older than that, but my older brothers would always have, like, really gory movies on and stuff, and I end up, like, like whether I want to or not, seeing parts of it. And, uh, I mean, at the time, it was, like, the worst thing ever, and I'd have, like, terrible nightmares and stuff, but now I'm just, like, so desensitized to it. I'm just like, I mean, you know, I, I understand the appreciation for it, I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: I, don't I don't know. I was never a huge horror fan
0: yeah i'm not either like, like i like certain kinds of like horror movies but like i mean slasher flicks not really a big for me i mean it, it has to have a good story to it that's yeah. the only way that i will get into a horror movie or it has to be like basically a parody of itself in a way like mm-hmm. i love the, the like evil dead is sort of like a it, it makes fun of itself in a certain way. Yeah,
1: like, so that's a different... I don't consider Evil Dead, like, I don't consider that a horror. That's more of a, like, a satire... That's yeah. almost, like, scary movie. Like, those type of movies, in my yeah. opinion. Like, they're, like, a satire horror.
0: I mean, I don't... I don't think it's as self-aware as scary movie is, but it's, like... It definitely, like, plays on those horror tropes. Mm-hmm. In that certain... In that way. And, uh, like... Or like, um, was it probably my favorite horror movie? Um, Oh, Cabin in the Woods. Is that the one?
1: Oh yeah, that's the one where uh, that one's super self-aware. That's with uh, what's his name? That's with Thor. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Chris worth. Yeah, that's Thor. Yeah, where he's playing the douchey guy. Yeah, Um, and then I almost had Merman.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then he later gets killed by merman what, what
1: what was the ones they picked they picked like ancestral, fucking zo- uh, yeah, Hillbillies. Like
0: hillbilly zombies or something like that yeah God, like that was great yeah so yeah stuff like that i like yeah
1: but just, like, I, I i can't see myself much as a horror director like i would do like something like that story that i read like i could feel like i could do something like that just because it's more action based probably yeah um but i really see myself as like a comedy director uh, which I actually, my, it's called Being in Your 20s, a script, I actually wrote into a book. Oh, cool. I, fi- I finally finished my book. Like, uh, wow. so I'm editing it now. I'm hoping to get it out by, like, September. Uh, it's 100,000 words. Nice. So, like, I, so I grew up and I'm dyslexic, right? Grew oh. up and I was, like, in special reading classes. Yeah. And uh, a terrible, a terrible at spelling. Yeah. Re- like, like, the only books my parents could get me to read was, like, um, Captain Underpants. Um, (laughs) and then, Captain Underpants. Uh, I read Stephen Colbert's I'm America and so can you in high school. And I did a book report on that. My teacher hated it. Um, well, everyone was doing, (laughs) I hope they serve beer in hell. And then my buddy handed me Stephen Colbert because me and him watched the Colbert report and he handed me that book and I read it and I marked it with a crisp $20 bill. Like it said to, (laughs) um, and, uh, so like those are the only books that I read. And then, um, I wrote I wrote the script. It's called "Being in Your 20s, and I shot the ten minute teaser. And I just couldn't get money to make it. I, well, we we can wrap this up soon. I don't want to keep no no. On. I was just checking the way okay. you're good. Um, but uh, whenever uh, I couldn't get money to make it. I've tried. I got. I I went through hell with another. I went through hell getting it. I. Went through some real hell in New York trying to get money for it. Uh, that's an off-air story. Okay. <laughs> um, that now has a script called uh, The uh, The Day I Met the Devil. It's, not, it's now a script Ooh. based on my experience in New York. Um, Interesting. And that's an entire movie that I want to do in an, an entire one take. No cuts at all. Oh, um, so like a... Not Birdman style where they cut. Like, this is an entire two-hour like, movie. Legit. No cuts. No cuts. Yeah. Like, the way I experienced it. Um, it's like a first-hand experience, not a single cut. You're gonna hit your damn marks, and you're gonna give me the performance you want. Man, that's... Um... It's gonna be rough. It, but, like, it's... That's its own thing. Yeah. But I ran into a lot of trouble... I've run into a lot of trouble trying to get money to make this movie. Um, almost had $500,000 to make it at one point. Um, walked away from it. Um, just cause the deal wasn't right. Um so I got to the point where I'm like, I want this story to be told and I want to get it out there. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot this movie one way or another. So I'm like, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to turn the script mm-hmm. into a book. And I actually ended up adding so much to the story of the script. Like there's whole chapters that aren't, don't take place in the script that I want to, so I kind of want to make it into a series now. But um, yeah, I wrote about a hundred thousand words to make this book and i've never been so happy to write the end at anything than when yeah. i did on that but um i will say this if you're a writer and you're and you're working on your script and especially if you're a writer director and you want to get into that character's head and know where they came from because that's what it originally started out as. Yeah. Um, just knowing where that character came from and building that backstory so the actor would have it. Um, because whenever I started cast actors, they would ask me about backstory and, um, a lot of times I didn't have answers. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, I need these answers if I'm going to direct this. And, uh, that's whenever I started writing the backstories and then the backstories turned into book chapters. Um, and then these book chapters turned into whole things and, I mean, I have a couple. Cha- I have an entire chapter in there based on the crusties that live under the PJ McCardle bridge, <laughs> um, where I'll give you a little taste of it. So uh, the main character, Tom, the stoner, gets kicked out of his parents' house. Um, he gets kicked out of I think he gets kicked out of uh, the other character's Ray house because he can't get a job again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the re- reoccurring theme. Um, so he doesn't have anywhere to live. So he goes and lives under the, he meets some crusties that are around a campfire like one of those burn barrels under a bridge yeah and the uh the one crusty gets shanked so they there's the crusties who are like they choose to be homeless like mm-hmm. they like they like they have tents and everything but they have like a flat like they've the one guy has a generator and a flat screen and a playstation <laughs> 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 like, like like they, they just kind of like choose to be homeless yeah uh, it's not like the real homeless people out there um but, uh, so, but there are like the junkie homeless, uh, they call them roaches. Okay. So he, they, they invite him to go live back, go back to their campsite under the bridge and they can, he can stay with them for a little bit. And the one, the one crusty gets shanked by a, by a roach. They He shanks him with like a needle. <laughs> um, but he goes back and, um, they're having a they're having like a almost like a drum circle type deal like a hippie drum circle mm-hmm. and the one girl gives him a bowl to drink out of and like he's like oh okay and he like drinks the whole thing and it turns out to be an entire bowl of ayahuasca mm-hmm. so he she's like you just drank enough ayahuasca for 25 people and she and then he goes what she turns into a dog in front of his face <laughs> the do, no, sorry uh, the dog her dog comes up and starts talking to her talking to him and tells him to have a nice trip And then everything turns into a cartoon, right? As he's walking through the woods, he's trying to find his way out of the woods and everything turns into a cartoon and all the grass turns into, like, high-rise buildings and all the ants and bugs are, like, wearing suits and everything and they're like he's like godzilla and he's like no i'm friendly (laughs) (laughs) he's like i want to love you and then like they start flying like fighter jets at him but what it and then he like climbs, so he like starts climbing up a skyscraper it's really he's climbing up a tree yeah and then he like they're shooting at him and he's feeling this pain Uh, what's really happening is he had stepped on a bunch of fire ants, had it crawled up his leg, or biting him, and then he climbed up a tree and pissed off a bunch of hornets, and getting stung by hornets. This is what's really happening, um, but it's all happening in like, it's all happening as a cartoon. Yeah, and then at, and then he uh, he falls out of the tree, and he starts, and these these two aliens start talking to him, and the ones like waving like a lightsaber at him. And What it really is is it's two more crusties and the one has a has a dildo <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> hey yeah i wanted to get away from being political yeah, yeah <laughs> this no, is much guess, better yeah this is the way to go i guess <laughs> <laughs> it's listen it is either politics or dildos in 2020 yeah uh, one of, the, yeah, one of the two with me not really. well that's i think that's just in general like it's not much to really talk about <laughs> But, um, he's, so he's, so he, he walks away from the aliens with the dildo, which really just crusties, and he finds himself in a bear's cave, and the bear is wearing, like, a shirt and a tie, and it's, like, his spirit him out. Yeah. While he's having a, he's having a conversation. He's sitting there talking to a real bear in real life, right? And the bear's getting angry at him. For some reason, he, I can't remember why, off the top of my head, you have to read the book, I guess. He bitch slaps us the bear. Well, in real life, he hit, He smacks the bear across the face and he makes the bear his bitch. And he gets on top of the bear and the bear is getting pissed off because he's on top of him. Mm-hmm. So he starts riding the bear as the bear is running through like the woods. And he has a stick. And he's swinging it as he's on top of the bear. But the way he sees it is his bear friend is bringing him through with the zombie apocalypse. And he's smacking all, those, all the zombies with a sword. <laughs> so like, he's seeing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then he gets uh, back to the Krusty camp. Yeah. And the bear, the bear's like, they're all having an orgy. Okay. All the crusties oh, are having geez. a, they're all tripping on ayahuasca. <laughs> and they're, having, they're having a giant orgy. And the bear's like, well, I'm going to join in. And Tom's like, I'm good. <laughs> so, but what really happens is the bear is just eating all the crusties because it's pissed off because Tom bitch slapped it. It got stung by a bunch of bees. <laughs> okay yeah so uh, and then he gets picked up by the cops because he's like wandering he wanders into town yeah he gets picked up by the cops because all the crusties are running around naked and he's the only one wearing like clothes yeah so they're picking up all the crusties naked and they just think he's a drunk so they throw him in the drunk tank and his parents pick him up the next morning the jail cell bars are peppermint can- like candy canes <laughs> And, the, and the, but he's coming down off his trip right yeah uh, so, but, like, so, like, the he wakes up on, like, a fat man's lap, and the, the jail, the guard comes in, and the bars are peppermint candy canes, and he's dressed as fucking, as an elf. Yeah. He's, and he thinks he's the North Pole jail, <laughs> he, and he walks out, and his mom's there, and his dad's there, and, yeah, and then that's, and then it, they're, they're so mad at him they can't even talk to him at this point. Yeah. So, but that's that's how that chapter goes. But there's like entire chapters where that's not in the normal script. Like I had just like like just laying out that character and then this
0: just flows from there.
1: I I, I just kind of wanted to like explore what would happen like if he if he got involved with the Krusties. Oh. Okay. Because like the because. I've always wondered what how the crusties live and like what they do. I'm like this is how I imagine them. This is kind of just like a thought yeah.
0: experiment just like experiencing certain things that you know like certain ideas that you have.
1: Yeah, and then uh, I mean like I had, like there's a whole another chapter where uh, I got some when I did the table read I got some really good feedback. Um they're like why does this the one actress was like why does this character have such big dick energy? I was like what do you mean? Big dick energy. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like every girl likes them. I'm like, that's not true. She's like, not. She's like, ninety percent of the girls that he's into, li- like, like him. I'm like, and I did the math. I was like, you know what? You're right there. That's really good feedback. And uh, the re, it just it, the way the story panned out is how is like it just needed that. Yeah. Um. For like how like it's, it's, like, if you read the book or or watch the movie, like it's not that way. Um. But I got that feedback and it made a lot of sense. So I added an entire another chapter about um, about uh, this uh, that his this girl that he was like he really felt had feelings for and like was falling for, um, and he can't get with her he, like he can't. Um, she has no interest in him for reasons I don't want to get into because I want people to read the book right. Um, but uh, it's but it that, like that little feedback really helped develop that and that that whole thing developed into a whole another chapter. Um, where I, I don't have to get too far into that, but like, it's describing her background, the 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 girl he's into, and it's based off of my experience working in like the indie film industry, where you just work for some like ridiculous people that have money for some reason. Yeah, and like there's this, like this few productions that come in here that pay like shit, but they like support the whole indie scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like based off of that, where there's just this obscene director, and he made this movie about furries. <sighs> It's based off my movie Furtherhood, um, yeah, and the characters based off of me if I was like an over the top person that actually had money, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, and a, and a few other directors I had worked with, it's based off of, um, but yeah, it's like just be being able to explore characters and really flesh it out, like it really helped me develop the whole script because now I want to take the script that I have and add those scenes, to those chapters and into the script. So it's going to go from an hour and a hour and a half movie to like a full, like one season arc of yeah. like 30 minute episodes of like comedy gold. Um, and I kind of like, if I can get it made, I'd really like to make it kind of into like um, almost, I don't think you'd call it an anthology. Um, but like the first season would focus on Tom and then season two would be a completely new group of people um, like that you, or it could follow someone okay. else in it. Yeah. Well, but it can, it can follow a different person in their 20s and what they go through like a completely different story like this follows a stoner like what would happen if, like the idea would be like what would happen if we followed someone who had it together and it all fell apart like mm. the person like the 20 year old who went to school got a job out of college thought they had it all together, and then they're just like, I fucking hate what I do. And they just throw it all away. Like, that could be the second season. Like, um... Like, like, but they have nothing to do with that first one. But, like, it would... uh, As a director, like, I like adding things from my old movies. So, like, in the book and in the script, it talks about Hobo Hunters. Um, It talks about different movies. It talks about... In there, they're, like... There's a car chase that's going on on the TV, and what it is, it's, it's actually reporting on the car chase for my one script, "How the Others Live." Mm-hmm. Um, so, like all kind of like a view askew universe, okay, where everything's yeah. kind of like a little connected, a little connected there, here um, and there, yeah, that's cool. But I think after after I release this book, um, I'm gonna start turning my other script, "How the Others Live," which is like an action movie, mm-hmm. turning that into a script into a book. Um, and seeing where I can go from there, and just keep publishing books. I mean, it was really difficult, but whenever you finish writing that book, it is super, super satisfying. To yeah, I'm still trying to get there at some point, but yeah, I know what you. But it, it it came out of necessity because, like I was saying, is I wanted to make this script somehow. So I'm like, okay, well, if I make a book, and I can sell the I can sell books. If I can if I can get five dollars profit on every one, and I can get $10,000, 10,000 copies sold. Like, that's enough to make the script, like, the budget. Yeah.
0: Like, so. Not only that, but you're also getting that idea out there. Um, so, like, may, you might get, you know, more investors that way as well, because you, you have people reading this book, and, you know, this is like, um, you know, um, and you know you're selling a bunch of copies, so you know everyone's going to have you know let's say a bunch of people have them in their hands, and they you know they start talking about them, and you could the buzz starts growing about it, and mm-hmm. that's I mean that's basically how you know people start pitching movie ideas based on books is basically how because the books become you know popular for mm-hmm. one reason or another, but mostly because of everyone.
1: Well, I I feel like there's not a whole lot of comedy books out there, like. Are there? Like, I don't get... Again, I'm dyslexic and I don't read a whole lot, but, like... Um, I feel yeah. Like
0: this, is there? I mean, there's a... Uh, um, I mean, the author that comes to mind is uh, Terry Pratchett. He does... Well, he did. He passed away a couple of years ago, but he does did a comedy fantasy series. Okay. So, he did a the whole series of books. They're all connected um, in, this, in the same universe, and it's basically... It's just... It, it parodies this fantasy world and just all these like ridiculous characters and the, the, the ridiculous things that they go through. So yeah, there, there are certain, uh, I mean, there, there are the comedy books out there. That, um, I'm trying to think of any other ones besides that. Uh, that's
1: like, I know there's like, Ho- I hope to serve beer in hell, which was yeah. a great one, but, but that movie ended up being terrible. But like, the problem is, is like, that was just a bunch of stories from that dude that like, they somehow managed to like squeeze together into a storyline,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's got to be a couple out there. I just can't. I can't think of anything right now. But comedy is, you know, com- comedy books can mm-hmm. work. Yeah. I mean, you just have to. You basically have to find. the I mean, I, I'm not saying this from any experience, but um, I would assume you would have to find the voice you know that really drives to that story that you know also sort of drives the humor of it mm-hmm. Um, in a way, you know, you have to tell it in a certain way that's that's funny and ironic in cer- in a certain sense.
1: Well, at the beginning of the book, I talk about the rules of the book, much like um, I'm America, and so can you. There's a couple rules of the book. Okay. But um, but in that time, I also talk about the narrator oh. and what he sounds like. Yeah. He sounds like Morgan. He's what was it? He sounds like if Morgan Freeman and someone else had a love child. <laughs> This yeah. would be the voice of this character. Yeah, so it's
0: like setting that.
1: But know, he's got a real sarcastic tone, and he's always bashing in on the characters and giving backstory and. Yeah, so basically, you're you're narrating
0: that sort of what kind of what you can expect from this book. Yeah, you know, this sort of humor that's you know is going to really drive it. Oh, um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is another yes. one I was thinking of. while we were talking about that, but that's another good comedy. But
1: like, the the. the movie was even great too i love the movie like yeah that was one where the book was just as good as the movie yeah um but uh yeah no i mean i I don't see myself becoming an author but i can definitely Mm. see as a director and as a writer i can definitely see myself like writing like many novellas almost to help the actors know where the characters are coming from yeah i mean they're they're i mean i'm sure. I, I don't know anybody off the top of my
0: head. Maybe you know somebody like a director that might do that.
1: I don't know anyone that does that. Okay, okay. I might just be crazy. Um, and I know a lot of, a lot ma- of certain authors will write, write,
0: basically write what they some consider like their Bibles for. You know, say a a series that they're working for. It's just all the backstories and. Little details of it. I mean, I have a couple of my own like, mm-hmm. because of my some of my crazy projects that I've put together. That I just have like pages and pages of backstory and little details. I have timelines mapped out. So, what are we for... gonna
1: make one of these? You've helped me make so many of my shows. <laughs> like, when are you just gonna be like, Hey, Joe, I got I... a I got a favor to call in. Like, you gotta can you come help me with this? I'm to like, yeah, I got a story I want to make.
0: It's like, I don't know. I just I, the problem is I need. Um, I don't know. I need, I need the attention span and just the uh, – to just get rid of all this, the the, the self-conscious con- thoughts and doubts and stuff. And it's just like a whole thing. Well, listen, man. Whenever
1: <laughs> you decide that you want to make one of these into like a movie or a script, I will be the first one to help you. Oh, I um, appreciate that. You have helped me with so many of my projects.
0: Oh. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, definitely. I am actually working on something – for I'm trying to like submit something for a contest, but it's like I don't know. I have so many things going on right now and it's it's so hard to find time to. Like it's just like I have little projects here and there and then I'm just trying to like find a good balance like work um you know relaxation balance so I'm not just like drive myself off the deep end and then I have my little I mean the little projects I mentioned before around the house and like setting up new gear and Mm -hmm. you know, um, I've been trying to do like online streaming, but it's uh, it's been a whole hassle of trying to get that to work and, you know, understanding things and trying to teach myself new things while I'm just like on in lockdown and stuff like that. So, you know, it's been an interesting balance. Uh, if it, if it is even balanced at all, it's probably not. but, um, you know, just an interesting mix of different things to keep myself busy. But it sounds like you're you've been doing a lot to kind of keep yourself busy. Kind too. of,
1: sort of. <laughs> I mean, like I'm I'm always hustling. I'm always trying to like, yeah. get to that. Um, I, I've been trying not to like, coronavirus get to me mentally. It, it did a couple times where yeah, it's just it's, like it's I'm fucking
0: been there, too, to with me. I mean, there's just like weeks. I just like I'll, I'll go through like a couple like. It, a day to maybe even like sometimes I've been through like a whole week where I'm just like in a lull and I just can't do anything.
1: Yeah, I guess I've I've had some I've had a couple of days and I've had weeks where I'm just like uh, I'm gonna get a job in Pittsburgh as like X or Z that has nothing to do with film just so I can move home. Um, yeah, because like whenever I'm working down Georgia, it's fine. Like, right, I'm fine with it. But now that I'm not working, like, I'm away from friends and family. I got, like, I got a couple good, real good friends down there um, right. that, like, I hang out with and everything, but at the same time, it's, like, it's not the, my friends that I grew up with. It's not my, my... Like, I went over to my sister's house and hung out with her today, and right. uh, I can't go golfing with my dad, um, like, when I'm in Georgia. So, it's just, uh, uh, every time I come home, my niece is, like, four times as big like, so missing a lot being down there. And whenever, whenever I'm working, it distracts me from the, how much I'm missing up here. Yeah. So like moving up, moving up here, especially the coronavirus, like since I haven't been working, it's really just been like, all right, do you want to move back? Like, and it's gone through my head, but at the same time, me and Stephanie are talking about buying a house in Georgia. So it's like, yeah, let's either plant those roots or come home and like. I, it's just a weird spot to be in. Like, I, I I just want this shit to be over so I can like, get my life going again. Because it feels like a career is going nowhere whenever I'm sitting there. Yeah. So. I mean, but you also got to think, like,
0: we're all kind of in the same boat. Dude. Like, we're all in this together where we just... We're in this weird spot where it's it's hard to really, like, get things done and, like, do what you want to do. Like, there's so many things that I could be doing i mean if i could get out there more but uh, you know i can't i'm stuck here and so i'm just like there's so many projects i've just kind of had to put on hold Mm -hmm. and um you know again it's like with the self like getting being stuck at home and i'm just like like it's it's hard like because i have so many just distractions here at at home that's make it hard to stay focused some sometimes and that's why i have to get out there and kind of uh, you know do more hands-on stuff because it 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 then i can focus on one thing Mm -hmm. you know um and it's just like it's it's so hard and you know but that that, that's what it like kind of comes down to is just that you have to think about um you know we we kind of all are going through this together so like you know, everyone's kind of just has to put their plans on hold and everyone just has to find a way to kind of sort of support each other in this time. The, I
1: think the best thing some like people need to do, I, I don't know why I'm preaching here, but, um, <laughs> I think the best thing, cause it helped me was finding something that you can do from home to make yourself better yeah. at something. Um, mine was writing a book. Yeah. Um, oh um, and it was also taking up golfing so i don't know if you know anything about golf I uh, do not. <laughs> so there's uh, do you know what a handicap is yes okay. okay so essentially i was a i was about a 12 13 handicap in march okay. i'm down to a one handicap nice. uh, coronavirus has been be- the best things for my golf game, <laughs> <laughs> um but like it's managed to keep me sane is the thing yeah um and uh, uh so, like, I think if you can find something – that and, and not everyone has that luxury where, like, they, they have kids got to take care of. Not everyone can just go spend their time on a golf course like I've been lucky enough to do. But you can write a book when you're sitting at home.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I, I, I've i been doing kind of the same thing as, like, I picked up – I mean, I, like I said, I've been kind of teaching myself how to use, like, stuff from home. Like, I just put, got this – this audio mixer that we were talking about earlier. So I'm teaching myself how to like sort of mix stuff with audio and cause I've never, audio has never really been my strong like, mm-hmm. thing, but like if I, if I make myself record stuff, you know, using it, then I'm, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm sort of teaching myself how, how that works and how the whole setup can work and you know, how the, you know how to use the different inputs and stuff like that and you know incorporating that into projects like the the streaming is another thing that i didn't really know a whole lot about so i'm teaching myself how how streaming works and how you know you you use a software program like obs and you can you know connect that to like you know camera inputs audio inputs stuff like that and sort of make a whole like production, basically.
1: I gotta figure out how to do that because part of that YouTube channel I was talking about, I want to yeah. stream playing like so. There's a, like there's a PlayStation game that you can play. Like, it's almost like Tiger Woods PGA Tour, like from the back in the day. Okay. Uh, they they have like a new one now. It's called like uh, 2K11. It's a go- it's a golf yeah. game. Yeah. So I want to stream playing that cause I f- because I because because I feel like that'd be fun to add to a golf channel. But I have no idea where I even to start with that when I'm so out of loop on how to stream. Yeah. And, if
0: you need any pointers or anything, just let
1: me. Oh, know. don't worry. I'll call you. <laughs> don't worry. I always call you whenever you need whenever I need something <laughs> alright yeah
0: yeah no problem at all so,
1: oh man yeah why well I don't I don't want to keep you too long and it's getting oh wow well, yeah we have been recording for a while sorry it was lo- what two and a half hours no
0: I hour and a half um yeah oh, I, okay. I wasn't even looking at the time so uh, yeah I, I don't want to keep checking I, levels
1: okay but uh
0: is there anything else man no I, um any other projects you want to plug um
1: obviously should, in my book it's called being in your 20s Okay. Um, obviously, that that should be dropping here at the beginning of September. I'm hoping cool. to have that out. Um, I'm filming uh, the film Child Warfare at the end of October. We're going to need crew for that. Um, you can email child a uh, child warfare film at gmail.com. Send resumes. Um, we're gonna need kid actors, so any parents out there listening that want their kids, where are you primarily going to be filming that at? In Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, yeah, we're filming in So the grant is through a Pittsburgh Foundation. Okay. So we right. have to shoot in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes um, sense. I got that going on. I got Bogey gear Better going on. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, hopefully, the show that I worked on all last year will be airing uh, on Amazon Prime. That's. Uh, I don't know if that's released yet or not, or what i can say or can't say about oh, okay. that well, um you'll have to not that i'm because i am nowhere near press worthy for them <laughs> i i sit in I, I am the pam beasley of that <laughs> production okay <laughs> i am pam yeah, beasley still, i mean you still played a part on that so. um but uh that show was awesome to work on i learned so much got to meet some uh, really that's, cool people that's
0: always good when you can kind of
1: yeah, when it it turns
0: into a learning experience, more mm-hmm. than just work. So
1: yeah, I mean, like I I got really close with the people there, and um, I've made some really good friends um, that I still talk to today, even outside of work. Um, it's being in the office is much different than being on set. I will definitely say that. So yeah, it's, it's different vibe. Because
0: I I mean I've been working an office job for. You know, past couple of years now, compared, and I've still been freelancing on the side, so mm-hmm. it's just like it's such a weird contrast.
1: Yeah. Oh, the music video we worked on. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Tractor by Jared Barry yeah. that is out now. Yeah. What would you think of it? I thought it was pretty cool. Like that little black magic has some power behind it, man. I love that camera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I that was. I'm glad that I called you about that because that that slow motion looked beautiful i'm glad that worked out i haven't really played around
0: with the slow motion on it too much like i i don't really shoot much in 60 frames so i just like it was good that you knew what to do with that because i was just like i don't
1: really touch that that much <laughs> it's like so it's essentially like you just double if you want to shoot so we were shooting in 24 uh and i just had you shoot in 60 so i could right. it down to like like 60 yeah, percent Yeah. um and so, uh, instead of 50 um but like and then it just smooths out. It just plays real nice and silky yeah. smooth. And um, you have to worry about like how much light is hitting your sensor because whenever you, whenever you double that, you're affecting your, uh, you're affecting how much light is hitting the sensor. And you also have, because you also have to double your shutter speed. So if you were shooting at 60 frames, you have right. to have that shutter at like 120 rather than yeah, f- 60 start you start kind of
0: having to calculate some things out too.
1: but it's digital so it's not like it's film where you have to do math you can still look at the image on the back of your camera and be like I mean, oh this true. looks good that's true and you can go <laughs> off the eye it's not like you're sitting there with a light meter and you're like i hope this looks good <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get you get the dailies back the next day yeah like, Shit. i wanted to shoot my short film on 16 millimeter i just again $20,000 is not as to make a movie is not as much as people think yeah. it is. Like I was like, "Oh, I can shoot this on 16 millimeters. it's going to be great." And then I looked at how much insurance is. And I looked yeah. up how much SAG I have to pay and I had to look up I was like, "Oh god." Well, and I was like, and I was like, "Oh, we'll, we'll shoot it on a red. We'll run a red." And then I looked up other stuff. I was like, "God damn it,
0: man. Yeah, that's why I mean, even when you hear about small budget films, they still go for like, you know, millions. You know, just it's,
1: a, a low budget film is considered like five million dollars. Yeah, like and that's it's like ridiculous. S- that's seventeen days of shooting. So Blumhouse usually shoot their five million dollar movies usually shoots for like anywhere from seventeen to twenty five days. Yeah, an entire movie. Like yeah, the bigger like whenever when I was on Bad Boys. Um, I was just an additional PA, and they had been shooting for th- like sixty days before that, mm-hmm. and then I was on for an additional sixty days. Jeez, like it was like hundred and twenty days, and then they went to and then they went to Mexico for like another two weeks, and then they came back for additional photography. Like that's
0: yeah, that that's an insane amount of money. I can't even imagine how much. Money that and that they was sunk like a, into that.
1: I think that was like a two hundred million dollar movie or something like that. I don't know. And then, like you, you work on the Avengers and stuff like that. Like they got seven different units shooting at the same time. Like, right. And what is going on here? <laughs>
0: like, not not even considering like that all the stuff they have to do in post and
1: you know just shoot it on a green screen. We'll put them together. Yeah. You can shoot Captain America over here in in Atlanta, and we'll shoot we'll shoot out a uh, black widow in in London. Don't worry. I'm wondering if the pandemic keeps going like this, if
0: that's what we're going to start doing it's like just doing shooting skeleton crews with like green screens and just everything's going to have to be put together in post.
1: No, I, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think one of Tyler Perry, his solution was he is getting all of the crew to stay on the lot and they're not allowed to leave.
0: Oh, so everyone's like in this like lockdown. Yeah, of.
1: while they shoot his movie. Ugh, and it's not union.
0: That sounds terrible. Yeah.
1: So it's a non union movie, so I can only imagine what it's like. Yeah. Um and I know SAG is real iffy about it. Um what a, and then then you'll have like the auteurs like Quentin Tarantino who will only shoot on film and won't shoot in front of a green screen and be like, no, you will get COVID because we love making movies like uh, <laughs> saying God, the Mad I don't know movie.
0: why. And this is like a very, very unpopular opinion, but uh, Tarantino really. Like his stuff really kind of rubs me the wrong way for some reason. Why is it rub me the wrong way? I don't know. It's just like it's so. It feels snobby. Like it, it does. Just, Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, and that I just I don't. He knows where he's coming. Like that, <laughs> and I can't. Like I'll hope. I mean, I I enjoy I appreciate his work, but mm. like I. Honestly, he he's not even in, like, my top 20 directors. Because, really? Yeah, I just I just don't. It's just the style of his stuff is not for me. I don't know.
1: See, my thing is, is like, I have movies of his that I absolutely love, but then there's people that l- absolutely love the Kill Bill movies, and I'm like, meh. Like, yeah. Like, I love, like, the sword fight scenes. Right. But the story's not that interesting to me. I don't know. Yeah, but,
0: I I mean I appreciate his stuff. Like I appreciate his work and I understand like where he's coming from and why, you know, it's you know, it that is a a work of art mm-hmm. as some would consider it. It's just I just it's not like everyone has a different taste, I guess, yeah. and it's just really not part of my taste, like.
1: I feel like he's just really getting into westerns right now. Like he's kind of been doing that for a while, hasn't he? So there was I feel like it's really... I feel like he just wants to make... I mean,
0: Django was kind of a western in a way. It had that style to it. Mm-hmm. And then
1: Hateful Eight was... It was a western. It was, yeah. it was very much a western. Yeah. And then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it deals about a western star. Okay. Like, I I, I don't know. Why like, does not he
0: just straight up make a western?
1: He did. It was a Hateful Eight. Oh, wow. Well,
0: okay. So, I don't know. I, I imagined like I'm imagining like a spaghetti western kind of. I
1: I feel like he, I wish he would like. I don't know. It, he just wasted three three of his ten movies on westerns. It's like explore <laughs> a sci-fi movie, dude. I want to see what you would do with Star Wars, like. I mean, there there was that
0: rumor for a while that
1: he was going to do a Star Trek movie. Yeah, but that wouldn't count as like his one of his movies i'm talking about That's like his true. 10 movies oh, i so want like, to see him like com-
0: original like he wrote directed produced every it's yeah
1: i want to see what he does with a genre like sci-fi like or um i don't really watch horror but like a slasher film
0: hmm. like, i mean death proof was kind of in that category i guess it was like a sort of like a serial killer kind of
1: Yeah, kind of vibe to it but like I want to see him do something like that or like I would love to see him like take I would love to see him do like a remake of a movie I don't know like I don't know what it would what it would be but just like a movie that was poorly executed in the past uh kind of like they did with the Fantastic Four whenever they just like made those movies to keep the rights and then they came Uh, back with them like years later um but like, I want to see him do like a very poorly executed film, and Tarantino it up. Mm. Um, or I want to see him do just something. Don't don't waste three of your movies on westerns, man. What if he did like the re-
0: like a remake of The
1: Room? Ooh, how would that be? The Room, directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he could get money for that, like that. Like the same script is the thing. It's just how would he direct it? I don't know. It's yeah. how the difference between Tommy Wiseau, and <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. Hmm. We'll really find out if a bad if a good director can fix a bad script. Yeah, that's true. Because of the production design and everything was behind the room, it was good. He spe- he spared no expense. He shot on two cameras at once, both digital and film. <laughs> Uh, I never... Wa- uh, wasn't there a... Dude, T- Quentin Tarantino working... I want to see Quentin Tarantino work with Seth Rogen. I don't know why. I feel like that'd be the weirdest movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh, well, he did
0: have Jonah Hill in one of his movies. Yeah. Or a couple of his movies, I thought.
1: But I want to see him... Seth Rogen, like, star in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like, he is the main character. Yeah, uh, like a Leo or Brad Pitt from... From... Yeah. Inglorious Bastards in Hollywood. Like... like
0: Get some some actors that he
1: hasn't has used never worked and, with. Yeah, get Uma Thurman out of there. I don't want to see it. But he's only got one movie left because he wasted them all on fucking westerns. No, you know he. I feel like he's going to go back on that at some point. He said he's just done with it after ten movies. So. Yeah,
0: but a lot of people. I mean, how many times has uh, um, what's his face said he's done with acting and he like comes out and oh Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah.
1: So. Oh, that's Daniel Day Lewis. He can do what he wants. Yeah, that's a, and Quentin Tarantino can do what he wants, so... But I feel like he's just <laughs> kind of, like, built himself into this position where he has to do the ten movies. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, let's he, again, yeah, he, I guess he can do whatever the hell he wants, but... Like, George R. R. Martin said he was going to release
0: the next uh, Game of Thrones book today. Yeah? Like, a year ago. And oh, that if it wasn't out by today, apparently he was going to be tossed in a volcano or something. I don't know. I read snippets of it today and I was just like, well, that didn't come true. Like people just, I don't know.
1: Like, didn't he say it, that those books were going to be different from the the uh, TV show? Um. Yeah. Yeah. He
0: he said they they were not going to follow the way the, the TV show did because I think that they took some liberties with the tv show or he gave them an outline of what the books were going to be and they kind of just went with their own direction or something like that hmm. i don't know i didn't watch the last season because i was just so disappointed with how it was going so
1: i i watched up until the last episode i stopped <laughs> i watched i binged all of game of thrones in like three weeks oh really and then i just didn't watch the last episode yeah and everyone's like honestly probably the best thing you could have done like, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, d- I didn't watch the last season. I stopped before the last season because the, the season before that even was just, like, it, it felt like everything was just sort of uh, sloppily done compared to the previous season. So, I just...
1: Here's um, an actor I want to work with. Peter Dinklage. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like he would just be a fantastic actor to work with in so many different ways. Yeah.
0: And Look. he's very like versatile. Like he's done like comedies, and he's done. I mean,
1: he was an everything. elf. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like. and you know, it's just like like he would. I, I mean, from the interviews I've seen, it seems like he's just like a generally all around cool guy. So
1: I want to work with him and Amelia Clark, and I don't know why I want to work with Amelia. What's her name? I mean, Amelia Clark, right? Yeah,
0: Amelia, Clark. the Mother of Dragons. Yeah, she seems like pretty cool. Like I feel like. She hasn't really found, like... Other than Game of Thrones. Like, other than Game of Thrones. Like, she hasn't found her big break, per se. Like, she's... I mean, she's big now, but, like, all the stuff that she's kind of done...
1: Other than Game of Thrones hasn't really been...
0: Yeah. Like, the the Terminator movie was pretty bad. I heard that was trash. Yeah. It wasn't great. And, I mean, other than that, I mean, he, she did, like, a...
1: Kind of comedy flick, I think she did that. Um, that Christmas movie, I went yeah, and, Christmas I would saw that. It's called Last Christmas, and it's based on the Last Christmas song. Um, oh, really? Yeah, did you I didn't do know it? that. Last Christmas, yeah, yeah. I gave <laughs> you my heart. Yeah, that <laughs> shit was based on that. Um, can you auto tune that part? I could try, <laughs> <I'm trying>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you gotta do like the like the T pain auto tune right there. Oh man, <laughs> I don't know if I have an auto tune filter, no, you can't. It's, it's built into this, oh, it is, is? this audition. Yeah. Yeah, you can, it's built in. Oh, shit. I'll have to play with that yeah. later. Uh, it's built in there, so you feel free to auto-tune me. And if you do, send me that clip so I can use it as a ringtone. Okay. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, she's based on that. And spoiler alert, uh, I don't care. Um, but the spoiler alert is for what I'm about to say. Um, yeah, it's based on the song, uh, Last Christmas, I Give You My Heart. So I want you to take a guess what happens in the movie. Um okay, hold on. Let me Have you have you seen the setup for it yet? Like have you seen the trailer for it? I think I did see parts Kay. of the trailer. I don't remember. She Amelia Clark falls in love with this guy. Yeah. And uh she, she's like wigging out and everything. Um because she, she was in a like a car wreck or something the year before. Okay. Um spoiler alert uh, last Christmas she was in a car wreck and she was having heart failure and or something was happening um that she was having heart failure and this guy had died and they gave him gave his heart to her and he was the only person that she was the only person that could see him because she had her his heart inside of her uh and because he, he, she was like falling in love with him and then like he said we can't be together and it was because he was a ghost and he like he could see her Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. You go fuck yourself, you shitty hack writers. <laughs> it was terrible. So they
0: literally. they took that
1: literally. literally. yes
0: Jesus that is
1: that is that is last Christmas with Amelia Clark.
0: I didn't even know there was like a supernatural element to that. It's like, is she just like seeing the ghost of and then like it does like the out.
1: classic where they flip through uh they flip through all the scenes that she was talking to someone like she's changing in public and he she's like stand in front of me so no one sees me and in reality she's just changing in the middle of the street like buck naked if
0: you think about it that's really sad because then it just seems like she's like crazy
1: yeah it just means she was schizophrenic yeah (laughs) like
0: (laughs) like, it's just like if it wasn't a comedy like you'd probably be pretty bummed out by the end of that
1: movie. Like yeah, <laughs> like it's supposed to be a sad but cute ending. Oh, they're in love because she has her heart, his heart. Like, God, I hate you. Like, you were making terrible movies, and like, I thought it was bad when you were remaking movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you've run out of so many Christmas ideas. I just like but you're stealing Christmas songs to make into movies. <laughs>
0: uh, like literal Christmas songs. So, um, when can we expect um, Little Drummer Boy? Um, are you gonna be write write the script for that?
1: A little, how would Little Drummer Boy? Do I don't it? even know. It's just let's, throwing let's, out. Let's something. think of a, one of those Christmas songs that could totally end up being like. So Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Like that's um, a pretty original. So what's like a, a Santa Baby, where like? Oh, I f-
0: I feel like that. Where, where was um that song that's like kind of got like a rapey vibe to it? What's that song called? Um, oh, um,
1: that's uh, Baby, it's cold outside.
0: Yeah, what if you actually turn that into like a like a stalkerish kind of like horror sort of movie,
1: led by Bill Cosby? Yeah, something <laughs> like that. I, but, yeah, yeah, basically. But I mean, yeah, you could do that. Like that could be a horror flick for sure.
0: Yeah, that um, would that would be pretty interesting because I don't think anybody's actually done that before. Ever since like I don't know people. Wasn't that, like, a big deal, like, a year or two ago? Like, they stopped playing that song on the radio. Oh, that
1: was this Christmas. That was oh, like was th- That was, this, like, this past oh, year. They stopped playing. playing. It was, like,
0: decades ago at this
1: point. No, that is just because your body is aging rapidly after consuming so much bullshit about the coronavirus <laughs> that you have forgotten <laughs> that everyone was... Seven months ago, the biggest concern in Fight was they weren't playing Baby It's Cold Outside. Oh, my God. And now, are is this pandemic real? it's a is real question <laughs> are we actually in a pandemic <sighs> so there's that so baby it's cold outside is a good one what's one that like you wouldn't expect um i mean Rudolph could be some sort of i mean i guess it already is a, a children's cartoon but i mean that could be some sort of action movie
0: Rudolph yeah that's a good one I mean, they did a, kind of like a parody of that on... I know, like,
1: but, I mean, Dan. like, you don't call it Rudolph, right? Like, it's like, you just take that oh, basic story yeah, yeah. of, like, the kid that, so, like, teased and everything. You just, like, like,
0: hire Jason Statham and, like, give him a red nose for some reason. Or, <laughs> I don't know. I feel
1: like... The, I feel like I feel like you could use like Frosty the Snowman it could totally be about like cocaine smugglers. I had an idea actually mm. for a Christmas movie that was about uh, that took place in Miami. Okay. And I like I had like a few basic like ideas that I want to like work the movie in. I don't know the story. No, deals with drugs and it uses all Christmas music as like the score. So like it opens up with Run Run Rudolph, mm. where it starts out with a guy who was in a cocaine deal and he, so he did a bunch of cocaine and his nose is bleeding and he's running from someone. And th- it starts off with run, run Rudolph as he's running through the streets of yeah. Miami with a big bag of cocaine. Um, and then it ends with white Christmas when there's like a C forty seven filled with cocaine over this over Miami, and for some reason all the cocaine starts flying out, and it looks like it's snowing in Miami. <laughs> I'm talking like it's like there's like an inch of coke on the ground, <laughs> and people are just going wild, um, like just an assload of it. Like that's that, that was an great. idea. Um, but like I don't remember the full story that I had. But I had it all like mapped out. My fiance is like, you have too much fucking time on your hands. Like, gotta
0: get a good. I mean, there hasn't really been a good, like, R rated Christmas movie since what, like, Bad Santa?
1: There was, um, A Night Before with Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. That was funny. It was cute. Um, yeah, I
0: forgot about that one. I don't even remember what happened in that
1: movie. Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt's parents died whenever he was little. So. Uh, Seth Rogen and Falcon. Oh, yeah. That's Falcon, right? Yeah, Falcon. The, um, what's his? I can't even remember. Um, the actors. They uh, they're f- best friends with them, and Falcon's taking steroids because he's an NBA player. And
0: yeah, I need to rewatch that. Like maybe I'll do it next. Season. I am thinking
1: of the right actor, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, God, why can't I think of his name? He was in the new season of Alter Carbon. Yeah. Um, which, that show is wild. Yeah. I love that show. The second season was kind of a disappointment compared to the first season. I, I thought.
1: I didn't, I didn't get to watch the second season, yeah. I watched the first episode. My fiance is like, can I watch The Circle? I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to watch this movie. And you want to watch The Circle? Uh, <laughs> or yeah. no, it, was, it wasn't that. It was uh, What's that? Love is Blind is what she wanted to watch. Where yeah, okay. They talk through a wall and then they get engaged without seeing each other. Yeah, that's a, that's a game show. That's a, that that's a real thing, people. Oh. You just that that is how out of idea Hollywood is. They just that and Last Christmas.
0: But he gave her his heart. <laughs> it
1: would've been better if he like she woke up and he woke up and like his kidneys were gone.
0: He was still alive, like he was kept alive by some sort of weird machine. Oh, sort. that was
1: another that that was another bit, a part of it. Um, he he, uh, he the guy wakes up, or uh, someone wakes up in like a vat of ice, and his liver, their liver has been taken and by like the black market. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like, and, and, and that Christmas song is on. <laughs> oh, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> like, just like stupid, like just using the Christmas music like that um yeah the,
0: just like finding like a song like a, a scene to match like every like popular christmas song or something uh like what's
1: that. the one from sound of music uh my favorite things okay well like when the dog bites the guy gets bit in the ass by a dog when the bee stings the guy gets shot um
0: you could do all oh, i want for christmas when i have two front teeth and somebody gets their front teeth knocked yeah, out. yeah like something. it could
1: be like an underground boxing match or something yeah, like that yeah, and the guy yeah. gets his teeth knocked out yeah um um, what about a hippopotamus for Christmas? Hippopotamus for Christmas? I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I don't even know what song that is. You never heard that. I Only probably have, but I. hippopotamus will do. Oh,
0: dude, I I avoid, um, I avoid Christmas songs like like a pandemic. Basically, <laughs> I just like, I just because I worked at a gas station for so many years and they would just play christmas songs non-stop for an entire month in december and i just i can't stand it anymore
1: <laughs> yeah whenever i worked at best buy um they uh they would play christmas music from the beginning of november till about the end of january
0: yeah it's it's terrible like having to come into work and listen to that every day it's just
1: oh it's nauseating The worst and it's the same ones on loop yeah oh what all i want for christmas is you by mariah carey what could go with that? <laughs> uh I mean something with Nick Cannon. Oh god. <laughs> I was going to make some awful comment
0: about Mariah Carey, but yeah, that that works too.
1: You know, ca- cast him in it and then don't tell him we're going to use that song. <laughs> I think that would be funnier as if he was the lead and you didn't and you didn't tell him that that was going to be like the title song. <laughs> I want to make a movie like that where I just troll the actors.
0: So like a punked, but like... A narrative punked. A narrative punked.
1: Didn't they try that? They made Bad Grandpa.
0: Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of.
1: Where they just punked everyone around him and he was dressed... Johnny Knoxville was dressed up like a grandpa.
0: But that had a story to it, right?
1: Yeah, had a narrative to it. Yeah. He was like taking his son, or his grandson across the country and...
0: I never watched. I was, oh, that's a good one. I that's, never. I was never big on like the Jackass stuff, so like that kind of just reminded me. Of that. I was like,
1: so, yeah. Bad Grandpa was funny. Um, okay, it had a cute, it had a cute story, and it was hitting camera style like Jackass, but it was better than Action Point. Uh, Action Point was an actual movie. It kind of went along the lines of like The Ringer. Um, oh, Okay, where it was an actual I, movie. I think
0: I remember seeing something about that.
1: Um, I just couldn't get into Action Point.
0: Okay, they had that. There was another one... Wait, no. Johnny Knox... Didn't Johnny Knoxville do like a... Like a house party type movie or something like that?
1: Did he? That? Uh,
0: or maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. What was that one by... Hold on. Um, or... Didn't... Um... Um... Who's, who's the, the... Andre... Why am I blanking on his name? Andre or Eric Andre didn't Eric Andre do like a a movie like that I thought
1: I don't know I would imagine
0: what was it called oh my dishes are done bad trip was that what it was it wasn't that long enough long ago I don't know but yeah yeah I don't know they, they've definitely done a couple of those but definitely could do a unique spin on it with the right
1: idea bad trip I'm trying to think of that I, I don't know the movie um yeah I don't think I've ever seen it
0: yeah I don't I
1: don't with yeah, that Eric Andre like I don't, Andre, think, like I don't think that's the Eric Andre show
0: yeah, yeah. I don't think that's the movie I was thinking of. It looks like it's an actual like scripted comedy. I don't know what I was thinking of. Hmm. Maybe I was thinking of somebody else. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I had a blast. Yeah. Me Sorry too, to man. cut us off, but I do need to go home and I had to do rewrites to the script cuz right. I thought of a genius idea on my way out here. Nice. So,
0: awesome. Yeah. Man. yeah. Um, I think we probably have um your social media stuff before, but where can people remind people where they can. Oh yeah. So like, you can find, you?
1: find my website uh, with my demo reel and anything else. If you want to hire me, um, at com. Uh, Bu- Bucy is spelled with a, uh, like it's spelled like Bucci with Gucci with a B, B-U-C-C-I. Um, and if you don't know how to spell Joe or the mind of, you should probably go back to second grade. <laughs> um, and then uh, you can follow me on Twitter. The uh, I believe it's just Mind of Joe Busey. No, the and Instagram should be The Mind of Joe Busey. And I don't accept random people on Facebook, so you're just kind of uh, SOL well there. Yeah. Um, my book will be out for sale on my website. Um, it'll probably also be for sale on its own website. Um, cool. And then. Uh, child warfare I'm hoping to hit festivals so my big one is I really want to hit is Sundance I want to hit Sundance I want to hit you know, the big ones you know because I feel like it's a good enough script and it's got a powerful message behind it that yeah definitely that they will they will eat that up yeah so. I'm, I'm
0: looking forward to seeing it in festivals
1: well uh, if you want I, I need crew so if you want to work on it oh yeah witness it first
0: hand I will so. definitely help you out
1: yeah I don't know where you want to work on it but we'll talk about that at a later date okay yeah okay All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, man.
0: So that was uh, my discussion with uh, Joe Busey. Hopefully you enjoyed that second part of that interview. Um, Again, if you want to learn anything more about him or his projects, I will post up uh, some links um, wherever this podcast gets posted. Um, So definitely go follow him, follow, uh, you know, what what happens with uh, Child Warfare. Um, Like I said, that just wrapped uh, filming last month. So definitely keep an eye on that. Um, you know, it's, this was, you know, from the way it sounded, a, an amazing project um, that came from him, um, something that he's really passionate about. So definitely give that, um, go look that up and um, keep keep an eye on that and definitely show him your love and support. So um, thanks again for uh, listening. I'll be back real soon with another episode. Um, Hopefully, soon we'll have a couple minor changes to the the layout of this podcast. Um, We're working on um, a few things to add. I I asked uh, Dan Soriano, who was on the podcast before, to um, help me create a a song for for the podcast, something that is, uh, you know, would be free for me to use. You know, I'm not going to get. DMCA for using it, something like that, but also something that really follows the theme of the podcast and really gives it a good, you know, gives it character. So uh, definitely be looking out for that real soon. I'm really always appreciate I I really appreciate the help from him and all the boys from uh, Nafel. I actually have another podcast in the pipeline uh, with Jake Horn. Uh, from Nefel, so that one's gonna be coming real soon. Um, uh, just keep an eye out for details on that, and just uh, keep checking on, in on uh, on the social media pages, on the website. The website's uh, uh newly renovated, cypherimedia.com So, you know, give that a look. Uh, I'm still working out some design things, but it's for the most part where I want it to be. right now until i decide to change things up again but uh yeah definitely uh go uh check this um give joe a follow uh keep keep an eye on this podcast and any other projects i'm working on i appreciate all the love and support i've been seeing um from you know this this or for this podcast and uh for the the other projects i've been working on so I appreciate it um, so, so very much. Um, if, if you do like what you see or hear, um, give me a like or follow wherever you are watching or listening to this at. Uh, it definitely helps to keep me going with this podcast. Um, so, with that, uh, appreciate your time and I will see you
1: next time. Bye bye